I want you to open your Bibles in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 12. And the title of my message today, and I want you to say it together with me, it's this, one, two, three, the secret of facing every situation. The secret of facing every situation. How many of you want to know the secret of facing every situation? Well, right now there's a situation going on in this country. Let's, let's, let's see what the Word of God says. I know how to be aboused. Philippians 4, verse 12, in the Amplified. I know how to be aboused. Aboused. It's the second service. I know how to be abased and live humbly in strange circumstances. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret to facing every situation. How many of you understand that this is a very important message? Because we will be facing different situations. And it's important that we unveil, that we unpack the secret that the Apostle Paul is talking about. You know, I mean, towards the end of last year, November, to be precise, I was in prayer and I, I really felt a real prompting from the Lord saying, you know what, next year is going to be, there'll be some challenges. And I, I want you to tell people to go deeper in their faith, go deeper in their conviction, go deeper in the word, go deeper, get the root system really deep because they will need to stand. They need to withstand the things that are going to come. And, and I, I kind of shared that in November. And I like when God gives you a word like next year, it's the word, it's the year of flourishing. Oh, next year, it's something positive. But, but I, I, I believe the Lord really gave me this word and, and it's there. I mean, it, we've seen it with the bushfires. We've seen things that are happening. It's only three months. We're three months into the year and all these things are unfolding before us. So I tell you what, this is now time to know uh, the secret to facing every situation. You know, the Apostle Paul is writing this passage at a time when he was not in a resort. He was not having a great time somewhere and having a, you know, a nice cup of coffee out on the beach and he's just enjoying himself. No, he's writing this word to the Philippians uh, at a time when he was in prison in Rome. He was in prison. I, I visited the place where he, where he was. I mean, it's a little place, dark. It's humid inside. It smells. Even today, it smells. You can imagine a whole lot of prisoners in that place. And he's writing this letter because he's going through some situations. And you know what? He has, he's having prophetic insight in what's going to happen to the world. Because in just two years, Emperor Nero was going to unleash its worst attack ever against the church. And, and, and all around the Roman Empire, they were going to persecute uh, Christians. And it, it was all going to be made worse because Rome, in just two years from this, the date of this letter, was going to be set on fire. And all the Christians are going to be blamed for it. Now, so he's, he's writing from, a, he's writing from a, a position of, I know what I'm talking about, and also prophetic insight. So let's read now in context Philippians chapter 4 from verse 1. Therefore, my beloved, and long for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. 
I implore Yodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind, to stay united in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, that you help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts, your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's any praiseworthy thing, meditate on these things, not on the news all the time, but on these things. I'm sure the Apostle Paul would say that. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regards to need, for I've learned. I've learned the secret. I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full, to be hungry, to abound, to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I want to share with you today the secret, according to the Apostle Paul, to facing every situation. Now, number one, he's saying to them, you know, uh, we'll get into number one, but let me just, let me just uh, backtrack a little bit and just say, just say something that he said in verse one. He said, he said, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. You know, this was the, the concern of Paul in many of his letters. We read this in the letter of Colossians, in the letter to the Thessalonians, and in most of his letters, and stand fast in the Lord. Because, because you know what? There's an enemy who's trying to get you out of fellowship with God. There's an enemy who's come to kill, steal, and destroy. And, he, and you know, he's come to shake. And that's why he's saying, stand fast. Endure. I mean, be, stand fast. Whatever comes against you, stand fast. First Thessalonians 3, 8 says, for now we leave if you stand fast in the Lord. I know that I am a pastor. You know, that's my, that's, you know, most of my messages that are about, hey, hang in there, stand fast. If you, if, if God before you, who can be against you? And you know what? Sometimes it's like dying on the inside of me when I hear, when someone is kind of dropped off the radar, they're not coming to church, they're kind of drifting away to kind of backsliding, backsliding, uh, or, or, or some other thing and just moving away. I tell you what, but, but when I see them come back to the Lord and then get, get on fire for God, oh my goodness, it's like, it's like what the Apostle, said, Apostle Paul said, you know, now I leave, now I leave, now I can breathe if you stand fast in the Lord. You know, this is something that occupies the mind of any pastor. To know that no one is shaken in their faith, that everyone stands fast in the Lord, that everyone knows the secret to facing every situation. That's the reason of this message. You need to know the secret to face every situation. Seven things today. I remember when Pastor Oxley preached here, he was 97. He had nine points, and he remembered them all by heart. And I can't even remember seven, but anyway. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I can't. Number one. Number one. Here we go. Stay united. 
stay united. One of the things that he said to, in verses 2 and 3, he said, you know, tell Evodia and, and, and Syndicate to, to feel the same thing, to be of one mind in the Lord. In other words, to stay united, to stay united. And then he starts talking about Clement and people in the church and all those that are written in the book of life. Let me just say something to you. There is no such thing as an isolated Christian. We belong together. And we, we belong together. And Jesus said the kingdom that's divided will not stand. So we need, if anything, we need to always pull together. You know, the enemy would love to ice. I was born in Africa. I know how it goes. I've been in the Serengeti Plains where, you know, the lines, you would have seen that on, on uh, I don't know, Geographic, New Geographic uh, magazine or whatever, but I've, I've seen it live, you know, where an, 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 a lion will wait until some a prey just moves away from the others. And when he's isolated, that's when the lion comes and takes them over. It's not, never good to be isolated. We belong together. Amen. We belong to, and I tell you what, at a time like this, we need to stay united. We need to belong together. We need to pull together. This is not the time for us to draw back. This is the time to, you know, be together. Now, I tell you what, we, we, we praise God that so far we can still continue to meet in the church here. We can continue to have our meetings and so on and so forth. The situation is in, 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 it's kind of in flux. We don't know how things are going to pan out. I want to ask you to pray that we'll be able to continue to have this door open. You know, historically, in times of war and so on and so forth, when everything else had closed down, the church still stayed open as a place of refuge, as a place where people come, could come and pray and be with God and, and experience normality in their lives. And please pray that that will be the case. Amen. But should, God forbid, but should, you know, the day come where they say, well, that's it. You know, we're closing down all the gatherings like they've done in, in, in many parts of the world, in Europe, in, in Italy, and so on and so forth. I want you to know something. Stay united. Stay united. We're going to be live streaming. We're going to have, we, I, we have things in place right now. We're putting things in place so you will be in your connect group and having your service in your connect group. Or if you don't have a connect group, tell me where you live. We'll, fi- we'll, we'll find you a connect group. Or, or if you, if you don't go to a connect group, you know, buddy with somebody and, and just come together. Let me tell you something. The Bible says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So number one, how do you stand in tough times, you stay united. Secondly, you know, you stay joyful. Stay joyful. Verse 4 says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't let the devil steal your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Do not allow the enemy to pollute your life with negativity, rob you of your joy. But stand fast in the Lord with the joy of God. And you know where you get the joy? In the presence of God. Because the Bible says, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy at His right hand, pleasures forevermore. So you know what? Stay united. Stay joyful. Don't let the devil put so much fear in you that suddenly you have no joy left in your heart. You know what? Stay joyful. Stay joyful. Number three, stay gentle. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. You know, in tough times, it is easy to become grumpy, uh, impatient, and get on the offensive with people. However, we need to always choose gentleness. 
You know, of all people, Christians should be known for their gentleness. Not being bad-tempered or having a short fuse or being ticked off or disagreeable or, or rude towards somebody else. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit and a mark of your maturity in Christ. You know what? At a time like this and, and, and at any time, let your gentleness be known to all men. You know, I was reading of a pastor, you know, that, you know, wrote some things or she didn't write actually. They went to the service and they, they filmed this speaking about the protection of the blood of Jesus. And it's amazing how much flag she's getting out of something like that. I mean, we believe those kinds of things. We believe in the protection of the blood of Jesus. We sung about it. We declare about it. Amen. We know what we're talking about. Of course, the world, the things that we believe are foolishness to the world. But you know, wouldn't it be sad if someone was start now attacking someone else? It's not a, t- a time to attack. It's time to pull together. Have a kingdom of God united. Amen, church? Hallelujah. It's not time to throw stones. It's time to cover one another and stay gentle. It is important never to allow negative emotions to get the best of us. Because that is when the enemy can take advantage of the situation. Stand fast in the Lord. Give the enemy no foothold. Stay gentle. Make the decision to stay gentle and keep a good attitude about everything, about everyone, regardless of what's happening with you, whether you're in the supermarket and people try to get ahead of you to get to the toilet paper or whatever, you know. Come on. Stay gentle. Can we be a different people? Amen. Can we be a different people? Let your gentleness be known to all men. Not these elbowing people out of the way and just kind of go crazy. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Number four, stay in prayer. Verse six says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything and and by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's why I shared last week about striving together in prayers. I tell you what, we need to pray. Pastor Robin brought that word about being a voice. You know, at a time like this, we need to be a voice. A, a voice of, of good sense, a voice of faith, but, but a voice also before the throne of God in intercession and saying, God, right now, God, spare our country. God, spare our jobs. God, have mercy on... There's a lot of people to be saved in Australia, Lord. Please, Lord, put your hand on our government. Help Scott Morrison, you know, make the right decisions and come up with the right strategies. Come on, Lord. We, and stand in the gap and bind the spirit of fear. Because greater than... Any virus and more damage than anything else is, is the spirit of fear that's driving economies down. It's, it's, it's creating uh, chaos and, and frenzy and people are going nuts. They haven't even, the, the virus haven't even touched them, but fear has. Fear has already taken hold of their behavior, their mind. So you know what? Stay in prayer. Stay against that spirit of fear. I don't know about you, but everything that I've heard from the news this week, it was all targeted at fear, all targeted apprehension. And we're not those that ignore. We're not to ignore what's going on. But I tell you what, if you binge on news, I mean, it's all you're going to get. It's time you'd make God your refuge. It's time you come to that place of prayer. And the Bible says, you know, praying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, in thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what's the outcome of that? The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will flood your heart, your mind through Christ Jesus. 
So what's the secret to facing every situation and have peace in your heart? Pray. We need to pray. Come on, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Come on, somebody help me preach here today. Bind the spirit of fear. Stand fast in the Lord through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So number one, stay united. Secondly, stay joyful. Thirdly, stay gentle. Number four, stay in prayer. And number five, stay in the word. You need to choose what you're going to listen to. Because the word, the word or the world. The world will give you fear. The word will give you faith. Writing in verse 9, the Apostle Paul is saying, The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace, the God of peace will be with you. So here, here we find, you know, you know what's, the, what's the immunization against fear? It's the word of God. Get it into your heart. The God of peace will be with you. This beast that surpasses understanding will guard your heart and your mind. But how do you do that? The Apostle Paul that had been with them 10 years, 10 years, they had heard a lot of word. They had heard a lot of word like I have preached here in this church 10 years. So you have heard a lot of word. Maybe go back to some old sermons. Maybe go back to some of the things we've been saying recently. Fill your heart with the word. Amen. And when you fill your heart with the word, then you Fill your heart with peace. Amen. So, so it, it says right here, uh, um, the things which you have learned. Everyone say learned. Received. Heard. And saw in me. These do. Everyone say do. Elbow your neighbor and say do. <laughs> do. It's a hard word. But do it. Because Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, he said that, you know, storms come to all of us. How many of you understand we are in the boat, the same boat with everybody in the world? You know, in Acts 27, when the Apostle Paul is out in the storm, the Bible says there were 276 people on that ship. They were all in the same boat. When the storm came, it came to all of them. But there was something different about the Apostle Paul. There was something different about the Apostle Paul. And you know, what I'm talking about is there has to be something different about us in the middle of this storm. Amen. But, the, but Jesus said the difference is some people had built their house on the sand. And when you build your house on the sand, it does not stand. Do you understand? But when you build your house on the rock, it will stand. But what, did he, what is it to build a house on the rock? Is build it on the word and being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. Everything that's been communicated from this pulpit is for you to do. It's not just for you to listen. Yes, it's good that you come and listen. But this is homework. This is stuff that needs to be done in real life. Amen. In real life. Hallelujah. So, number six. Stay content. Stay content. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, Not that I'm implying that I was in any personal want. For I have learned... How to be content, satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. You know, contentment, according to the Apostle Paul, is to be satisfied to the point where you're not disturbed or disquieted in any situation. Now, uh, you don't need to raise your hands, but how many of you, okay, don't raise your hands, just put it in the mirror. How many of you were a bit disturbed this week? All right, but 
So, you know, contentment is that state where you just surrender it to God and you receive the rest of God and the peace of God. You know, the opposite of contentment is dissatisfaction. And dissatisfaction is actually one of the deadliest weapons of the enemy against our lives. How do I know that? Because look at Adam and Eve. They lived in the perfect planet. They were the perfect couple. They were in the perfect environment. And how do you tempt someone like that in the perfect environment, perfect to fail? The enemy came and had to sow discontent and said, well, uh, do you, um, uh, they had everything. Uh, But the enemy came and said, well, um, you know what? Did God say, if you don't touch that, that, you know, and he started kind of sowing discontent said, well, the problem is that God, you see, the problem is that um, uh, uh, if you touch the fruit of that tree, you will be like God. How dumb is that? They were already in the likeness of God. But they managed to, the enemy managed to penetrate through dissatisfaction. 2 Corinthians 11.3, it says, I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by its craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, this passage says that the enemy will use exactly the same strategy that he used against Adam and Eve he will use it against you. I mean, we have a perfect Savior. We have a perfect heaven waiting for us. We have a perfect grace. I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than Jesus. But the enemy will try and sneak in and say, well, you know, Jesus is not enough for you. If you believe Jesus is enough, give him a hand. Come on. Give Jesus a big hand. Hallelujah. Contentment. Contentment. Contentment is a state of inner satisfaction that comes not from the absence of problems, but from the acknowledgement of all that you have received in Christ. Contentment is such a key to live free from anxiety and worry. The contented heart will stand fast. I will not be moved by external pressure. Amen? Amen. So number seven, and this is really the most important. How do you, how do you stand? What is the secret to facing every situation? Jesus. Jesus. Verse 13 says this. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. You know what? The New King James says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me me. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Come on. It's all about Jesus.